This is the truth of it. Fighting leads to killing. And killing gets to warring. And that was damn near the death of us all. Look at us now. Busted up and everyone talking about hard rain. But we've learned by the dust of them all, barter towns learned. Now when men get to fighting, it happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Oh, here we go again. Hey everybody, back again. Coming at you with some bonus content this time. I've been talking about this forever. I've been promising it. I've been telling anybody who would listen that this is virtually on the cusp of being released. And well, I think with that being said, it's finally time to get to it and, you know, actually record it. So this is true bonus content. Nothing about the show necessarily, unless you're just talking about those little tangents we go off on. What this is, is a super great, awesome idea that I came up with where I create this all encompassing and yet really just probably volume one, part one. We'll see how it goes. But it's this uh, this great, great dad pop culture tournament. So I take pop culture dads from comics, from, from cartoons, from movies, whatever. And I bring them uh, one through four as far as seeds. Matching them up one to four, two to three. We run through the tournament. And at the end, we find out who the best pop culture dad is. At least amongst the choices that I picked for this first tournament. I really did feel like there's potential for more of these. So if I get <laughs> if I get a single person telling me that it was any good, I'll probably do another one. That's that's how little feedback we get. So we'll see. But if I get one person telling me it sucked, then God forbid, I'll probably just stop watching TV altogether. Um, not to go to any extremes or anything. Anyways, so I figure we'll start off with listing the the number four seeds and there's not really any particular order other than the fact that they are the lowest seeded dads in the pop culture tournament so the number four uh, a i suppose we'll go with is darth vader and everybody knows that name they know his history as a father we're going to say he struggles uh you know or struggled i guess since it happened in a galaxy far away in a in a time long ago, or however they say it, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's what it is. And I'll, yeah, I'll edit out the other part, probably. So, yeah, Bader. And I think that he's a great choice. Also, a great number four. So, we're not going to really go into too much of their details, because I guess I've got to save something for the actual matches. Uh, each episode, at least up till now, well, these things change like liquid. But right now, each episode is going to be a match. So we'll save the details of, of each you know, in-depth character analysis for those matches. But the number 4B, <laughs> whatever we're going to call it, that is Frank Costanza from Seinfeld. If you're a Seinfeld fan, then you know who I'm talking about. George's dad. He is uh, one of a kind. And I don't think that you know he's a great dad, but he's definitely a popular dad. And I think he deserved to be in the tournament. So I put him at number four just to get him in here. You know, these number four dads, they don't have a great uh, chance at moving forward, and you know, barring some kind of miracle. 
So really could have put any dad in here, but these are just the ones, like I said, in this first tournament. So moving on, the next number four seed is Homer Simpson. And somebody out there, maybe more than you, more than one is going to be kind of mad that I put him at number four. But I mean, when you take in the entire 50 seasons of the Simpsons, you know, Homer's been like a bad dad. He's not present for the most part. He's very selfish for the most part. I mean, he choked and, and did all number of abusive things to Bart for 20 or 30 something seasons. So as much as we all love Homer and as, and, you know, as much as he is a uh, every man and, and all of us, he's not a great dad for the most part. And, you know, take it for what it's worth. It's comedic entertainment. So it's not like he has to be perfect, but he's number four in this tournament and we'll see how far he goes. The last number four seed is actually Fred Sanford from Sanford and Son. And I know I'm going back here on some of these. But if you're a dad, if you're a veteran, if you're listening to this podcast, you're about as old as me. So, you know, all these names, none of these are going to come at you and be like a surprise or, or, you know, new or anything like that. So that's a number four seeds. They got their work cut out for them and no doubt about it, but we'll see how they do. Like I said, they're going up against the one seeds and uh, we'll get to that later on. Now, moving on to the three seeds, our three A, so to speak, is Mufasa from The Lion King. Now, this is uh, also debatable because some people are going to be like, oh, he could be higher in the list or what have you. But we've got some really stiff competition. Like the jump from four to three is pretty significant. Four is almost like a joke uh, category or a joke column. It's, you know, like, like I said, I could put anybody in there. But now we get down to some serious dads. So we got Mufasa at 3A. At 3B, I'm coming in with a bit of a dark horse. I've got Marlon from Finding Nemo. And particular, in particular, finding Nemo number one, because he goes through all manner of craziness to find his son, help his son, get his son back, blah, blah, blah. So he really does shine as a good dad. And I mean, he learns lessons in, in two t- as well. But uh, I think that you know, the most character growth or at least the most shine as a dad comes in the, in the first movie. So with that uh, in mind, we've got him at number three. Once again, these are all debatable as, as to where they could actually go. But moving on to number three C, we've got Brian Mills from Taken. A little bit of Liam Neeson action. And I know that everybody out there is immediately uh, interested in how good he's going to do. Everybody loves some Taken. Everybody loves some some Liam Neeson. Uh, unless you're a female actor, in which case you probably don't love him that much. Um, you can look that up on the internet, kids. But he is our 3C, and I think he's a pretty good, uh, pretty good choice there. As, as we all know, he did some, some pretty uh, violent, um, dedicated things uh, in the name of his daughter. So you know, we'll touch on that in his episode. Our last number three seed, our 3D, is another movie star uh, character. It's John Matrix from Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, personal favorite of mine, probably top five movies, somewhere around there. And uh, he's just a monster that will move the world for his daughter. And if you've not seen the movie, uh, definitely advise you to go out there and check it out. Um, otherwise, you're not going to understand, you know, who he is and, and what he's capable of when he comes into his uh, his matchup against To Be Determined here in a couple seconds. <clears throat> so... Those are our number three seeds, Mufasa, Marlin, Brian Mills, John Matrix. Once again, the number four seeds, Vader, 
Brent Costanza, Homer Simpson, and Fred Sanford. Moving on here to the super, super dads. Our first seed is Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Uh, Family Matters. The guy is a wonder dad. I mean, essentially by the end of the series, he's taking care of all of his kids and Steve Urkel. Because they mentioned multiple times that Steve's parents just do not care if he lives or dies. uh, Do not care if he comes home at all. So any parental guidance he gets ends up coming from Carl. And the man has a, the uh, the patience of a saint, regardless of the fact that he seems to blow up every single episode. So once again, going back in the Wayback Machine for that one. Uh, if you're my age, then every Friday as a kid, you spent glued to the TV watching TGIF. And Carl was uh, front and center. So I put him there at a, at a pretty high uh, ranking. Moving on. After Carl, once again, you know, these are in no particular order as far as the the twos and the threes and what have you. Moving on, we come to Superman. Clark Kent, that's right. If you did not know, Superman has, uh, well, depending on which uh, media you're looking at, but we're going to stick to the, the comic books because that's really the, uh, the source material. So in the comic book, Superman has a biological son who turned into a wonderful hero who's going to be probably just as good as Superman. And he also adopted two other alien kids. And I mean, like, not only do you adopt, you adopt two kids, you adopt alien kids, and they've got superpowers. And they're like, I guess, you know, troubled and were abused or something like that came out of uh, real bad environments. We'll, we'll get on. We'll learn about that when we get back to him. So that, you know, puts him right up near the top in my, in my opinion. The man is just a god among men as it is. He does no wrong, uh, virtually, and his record as a father is pretty much impeachable. And the only reason he's at number two instead of number one is that he's not really been a dad for that long. Moving on to our third choice, we've got Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Great dad, uh, great dad to, well, actually, yeah, uh, I guess I should rephrase that. He was a father to Will Smith in that that show because Will's real dad was just a... about, you know, well, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. I, I was going to compare him to my dad, but why get into that? Let's just say he wasn't great. And Uncle Phil was. And he had, you know, you had Will, you have Carlton, you have uh, the the other two daughters whose names escape me because I haven't watched a single episode in who knows how long. I guess for research, maybe I will watch an episode. We'll see. But he's definitely a great dad. I've got him up there at number two. Our final number two seed is Master Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Master Splinter took care of, raised, taught, trained four young turtles until they became teenagers. And I mean, now they're ninjas. So it's basically four superheroes with uh, all kinds of uh, anxiety and and depression and just, you know, all, all kinds of chemical imbalances in their head because they're teenagers and that's, you know, the nature of being a teenager, but this guy, it, it somehow manages to keep them all together, keep them on track, keep them alive. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to go way into the future, then we, you know, we have deaths at that point, but you can't blame that on master splinter. And we're not really going to get into that necessarily with the, uh, with the episode in question, but need, needless to say, it's pretty easy to consider master splinter a number two seed. And I think that I'm comfortable putting him there. So we come to our top dogs now, our number one seeds. And I guess I'm going to start with 
uh, I, I wrote these top to bottom, but we're going to go bottom to top. So number one, we have Alfred Pennyworth. The man is, uh, you know, he, he's really uh, just, he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Uh, there's another word for that that I'm not, that I'm blanking on, but be that as it may, uh, the fact is that Alfred Pennyworth deserves way more respect than we give him. Uh, no one really takes into account the fact that he took Batman after what happened to him as a young child, or Bruce Wayne is what happened to him, and, and then you know raised him virtually on his own. And there was a little bit of help from a couple people, uh, depending on which retcons you want to uh, you know follow, but. For the most part, it was Alfred and Bruce, and he took someone that could have become the world's greatest serial killer uh, or supervillain and turned him into arguably the world's greatest hero. And I think that uh, we're going to go ahead and cut that there because you know I don't want to get too deeply into it, but very easily a number one seed there with Alfred Pennyworth. Next number one seed we've got is Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffith Show. And I mean, if you've not watched this, uh, once again, we went way back. But if you've not watched it, it's a great show. It really is. I mean, you know, uh, most of us started watching it with our uh, grandparents um, or parents, what have you. And they it just kind of stuck with you. I think it's been on uh, TV longer than any other show ever uh, consistently. Like it's never gone off of TV for any period of time. And just let me tell you, if, if Opie... Uh, who's Andy's son. If he has a problem in the beginning of the episode, then by God, Andy's got it solved by the end of the episode and Opie's a better kid for it. And they, they don't recycle these things either. Opie learned a lesson and that's it. He learned it. He's good. He moved on. He leveled up. So I think for uh, uncountable reasons and you know, many of them I will mention in his episode, Andy Taylor is a good uh, number one seed. Moving on to our next number one, that I thought of this around the same time as I thought about Alfred and that is Jonathan Kent, who is the, the father of Superman. And you really have to give this guy credit. He took, uh, once again, took someone who is uh, at this point, the most powerful being in the history of the universe. I mean, there's virtually no one as powerful as Superman. Um, Goku maybe possibly, but that even that's debatable. I mean, Superman can move suns. He could move the earth. He could do all kinds of things. And, at, at points in time, I think he has. So really, when you when you take that kind of power and that kind of ability to do, to do anything you want to do in life, it takes a lot of self-control, a lot of uh, mental toughness to keep yourself on track and not to just basically become a tyrant. And the, the respect that, that Jonathan Kent is due for making sure that Superman you know, stayed on track and and stayed a good person and continues to be a good person that's just you know there's just indescribable it's un unquantifiable the man is just a, a father among fathers um, not because of any particular instances that i'm going to call out in the episode but just because of like the effect of his fatherhood so uh, our last one and this one was actually a mystery uh applicant or mystery seed for a little while although uh no one really knew that this was ever coming out so bad mystery i suppose it is a super dad though and i'm, I'm wondering here how this one's gonna lose because i'm hard pressed to find many mistakes in this man's life our final number one seed is ned flanders once again from the simpsons 
And I figured it made sense to have, you know, mirror images, uh, Homer and Ned Flanders on the same tournament. And uh, if I really had thought about it or, or um, planned better, I probably would have done that uh, more in the tournament. Batman has a son as well. So I could have saw him in, in here somewhere, you know, to, uh, to parallel Superman or uh, whatever the case may be. But anyways, but, uh, we are going to, you know, we might be talking about the winner already right here. Ned Flanders is a great dad. He is, uh, uh, he's built like a, like a tank. I mean, he, the, the man is just, when he takes his shirt off, it's just, it'll turn a straight man gay. And uh, great dad, you know, great worker, great, uh, uh, well, great all the way around, really great neighbor, if you'll let him. And um, so Ned Flanders, number one seed, I think it's going to be hard to beat him, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I had some of these planned uh, ahead of time, and uh, some of them I don't. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, things change like water around here. So, or wind or rain or I don't know, something that changes really fast. But I guess with that being said, we're just going to go through here one more time. We'll name, on, name them off for you guys. You can pick your favorite. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, write in and, and, and tell me who you, who you think is going to win, because I'm sure I'll get just tons of feedback from this one. I'm going to try and get this one out there uh, relatively soon. I don't see any real reason to edit a whole bunch of this. I might drop it, I don't know, tomorrow or something. But anyways, number four seeds, we got, once again, Darth Vader, Frank Costanza, Homer Simpson, Fred Sanford. Number three seeds, we've got Mufasa the Lion, Marlin the Clownfish, Brian Mills from Taken, John Matrix from Commando. Our number two seeds, we got Master Splinter, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. we got Superman, Clark Kent. we got Carl Winslow from Family Matters. And our top dogs are number one seeds. We've got Alfred Pennyworth from Batman. We've got Andy Taylor from The Andy Griffith Show. We've got uh, Jonathan Kent, who is Superman's dad. And we've got Ned Flanders. So, uh, as you can tell, we've got some pretty tight uh, competition there, uh, or at least potential competition there. Uh, as you would probably guess, the one seeds are going to go against the fours and the twos against the threes, and then we'll uh, put them against each other. So it uh, doesn't look good for our four seeds, as I said. But other than that, it's going to be a tough competition. Hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys listen and uh, like and review and share and uh, because you love it. Like, I hope that honestly, it's because, you know, you actually do get some kind of enjoyment out of it. Um, at least as much as I do, if not more, I, you know, somewhere around there, it, as much as me or much, much more, one or the other. And then if you can do either one of those will be good. So I guess with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off on here and listen back again to make sure that there's no weird noises or mistakes. And I will get this out to you guys as soon as I can. And we will get to start enjoying this pop culture dad tournament and quickly decide whether we want to do it again or not. So, uh, with that being said, this is Corey from Your Two Dads, and I will check you later. My turn's office. Hello. Hello? Yes, Lord, speak to Wayne. Uh, I'm sorry, he is not in at the moment. 
Well, you handle the insane clown posse now, don't you? That's correct. Oh, that's great, damn man. I'm trying to get through. They're giving me a hard time. Okay. Now, I don't need that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, they told me to call that the insane clown posse. I got a truckload of fake pussies out here that I got to drop off for these boys. Excuse me? For their next show. Can you hold on a moment? Hurry up. Would you like the touring department? Now, what's that supposed to mean, ma'am? Is that a wise-ass comment? Would you like the touring department? I drive a truck for a living. I think I've seen enough of the country. I don't need that shit. What do you need, sir? I told you I got a truckload of shit out here for the insane clown posse. I can't help you with that. Would you like the touring department? Now, what? you tell me now. What the hell am I going to do with a truckload of fake pussy? I don't know. Would you like the touring department? I damn well can't fuck them all. That's for sure.